You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean, I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hi there, Jack McLean here from Prepare Like a Pro and firstly, happy Easter for everyone listening into the live YouTube channel on Sunday and if you're listening in the podcasting world, happy Easter Monday. This week's key topic will be for strength and conditioning coaches. I will be providing my best five tips for running your own online business both from a coaching perspective but also to create your business, so from a financial marketing point of view as well. So make sure to stick around. Our power tip for the footballers will be a recent master's project that I did uh, for my applied sports science degree uh, was on AFL midfielders and I thought it would be good to share my findings uh, and what's latest in the scientific research when it comes to AFL midfielders. So If you're a midfielder or you're working towards being a midfielder in the Australian rules football, then make sure to stick around. I'm going to provide some power tips from uh, my research. If you're new to the YouTube channel, please subscribe um, to never miss an episode. We host live episodes every Sunday at 6 p.m. as well as a live interview with a guest either in the Australian rules football league or in the high-performance sport uh, every Friday at 8.30 p.m. So we release epic content every week as well, such as exercise technique videos, uh, workout uh, templates that you can follow from home uh, or on the field, uh, and little snippets of our all the podcast interviews that we've done. So we condense them into six-minute episodes. So if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen our YouTube channel, just search for Prepare Like a Pro. We'll add the links in the show notes. Welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. If you're new, like I mentioned, make sure to subscribe both to the YouTube and podcast. On these episodes, I will debrief last week's episode as well as announce the upcoming uh, episodes as well as provide some useful tips for strength conditioning coaches and footballers as we're creeping close to our academy um, to be released, which will be in July, and we'll do a pilot test for those that join our wait list, and I'll, I'll mention a little bit more detail around that later on in the show. Screenshot this episode if you're listening, maybe you're walking the dog um, or you're going for a run. Screenshot the episode. I'd love to see who's watching and listening to our content. Uh, Post it on your Instagram and make sure to tag us so we can share and see it. This week's power tips uh, for – sorry, footy tips. Um, 
so far, really successful week. I've had a little bit of luck. So my round five tips, I've got every single one of them right. And at the moment, I don't know what's obviously happening as I'm posting this podcast on Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, so yet to know what the result's going to be for the Hawthorne and Cats um, game tomorrow. However, at the moment, tip the Lions against Collingwood Thursday night. Tip the Doggies versus North Melbourne. Tip Sydney over in Perth against West Coast. And the Saturday game, St Kilda. I tip St Kilda over Suns. Adelaide over Richmond. So lucky, lucky there. D's over GWS. Sunday games, Carlton just got over Port Adelaide. Tip Carlton. And Dockers, last time I checked, were um, convincingly beating Essendon. So I tipped the Dockers there. So just waiting on the Cats and Hawthorne to get a 9 out of 9. Remember, if you want to get a free month on our program, all you need to do is to send your upcoming round. So this week will have to be for round six. On your Instagram story, tag prepare like a pro, uh, your tips. So you can just screenshot from your notes in your phone uh, for proof. And if you get all nine out, you get a free month on our program as well as a free consultation with myself. So that's over uh, nearly $300 worth of value right there. Uh, so make sure to check out and give it a go. Um, and you can check out uh, how to do that by heading over to my Instagram and give us a direct message if you've got any questions. This week's tips for round six, Friday night, GWS versus St Kilda, tough game. Uh, I think I, I leaned slightly towards Gold Coast. St Kilda have won four in a row, um, but I think – sorry, not Gold Coast, GWS. I think GWS are just going to get up. They're going to bounce back and, and get a good performance in at home. So I'm tipping GWS over St Kilda, but you could go either way with that one. Saturday, Doggies versus Crows. I'm tipping Doggies to win that one. Uh, at home, Port Adelaide versus West Coast. Jesus, is a this is a tough game to to tip. Port haven't won a game yet, and, and West Coast uh, are struggling as well. So both teams are going to be desperate for a win. Um, I reckon. Uh, I think I saw that it was um, Port Adelaide's worst start to the season. So they've never been five and zero and five before. So I reckon they're going to get a pretty strong performance and um, beat West Coast convincingly. So I'm tipping Port. Fremantle versus Carlton. Both sides here have had. Great development and, and showing good signs so far. Could be finals uh, contenders for these two teams. I'm tipping Fremantle win at home. Sunday games, North versus Geelong. Geelong should win that one. Suns v Lions, the Q clash. I reckon Lions will get up for that one. However, it should be a good contest. Richmond v Dees. I reckon Dees will get up. And then we've got a couple of games uh, on Monday for Anzac Day. So Hawks v Sydney. I reckon Sydney will win that one, and then Essendon v Collingwood. That's a that's a new routine, I'm pretty sure. The Hawks v Sydney. I'm, I'm certainly not aware of it being a routine. I'm always obviously Essendon Collingwood's a tradition, but yeah, interested to see why they've done that. But that's uh, good to have two games on the East on Anzac Day Monday. So Hawks v Sydney. I tip Sydney. Essendon v Collingwood. I'm tipping the Pies. Both tough games to tip, and some rivals there with Hawks v Sydney and Essendon v Geelong uh, Collingwood. So. Interesting to see how it goes. This week's upcoming podcast will be Ben Stanley. I actually interviewed him on Friday night. So a bit of a debrief. Ben discussed the kicking collaborated event that we did recently, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're doing them once a month. The most recent one, and you can watch it on the YouTube channel, was on kicking development, how to improve your Australian rules football kicking, both long distance, field kicking, and goal kicking were some of the key topics and takeaways. Uh, so Ben was on that, and we went into a little bit more detail around his journey. So he's a he's a PE teacher. He has a huge passion for the game. He created enhanced football 
uh, as he wanted to work further with footballers. Um, so he's still a full-time te- PE teacher, but he does enhance football on the side. He's worked at the Brisbane Lions AFLW um, where he met Belle Dawes. She's also a coach that helps him out with a holiday program. We've had Belle on the podcast. If you want to listen to her journey, head to episode 58 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Um, she's doing big things, rising star in the game, as well as uh, a super energetic and inspiring person. So if you're a development footballer or a coach, definitely recommend listening to Belle's episode. Ben talks really highly about her and the impact she's making as a footballer, but both as a coach as well with um, future football talent. Uh, the growth that he's seen in the last few years in with women football, uh, and he also provides some some key tips on how to improve uh, your ball drop, uh, kicking for goal, uh, and and the importance of learning a variety of kicks um, for your kicking performance on game day. So, if you're a footballer and you want to get better at your kicking, definitely recommend listening to Ben's. Um, podcast that's going to be released on Tuesday. Our Wednesday Get Better plan will be all about how to optimize your recovery. So the pros and and cons of certain recovery methods and um, some decisions that you can make post-game, straight after the game, but also the day after a game. So if you played Saturday, your Sunday recovery to optimize your recovery for the first session of the week on Tuesday. Uh, So we want to make sure we're thinking about it every day of the week leading up to the following game. So you've got a process and a routine that works, but also you're flexible and you adjust your recovery to match how your body's coping with the recent game loads. Maybe it was a bigger ground, it was hot, um, and you want to flush the legs. So you want to do more of a, a spin the legs maybe on a bike opposed to a small contested game, wet weather footy where there was lots of crash and bash and you might want to get into the ice bath or conversely you've got no bruises or corkies and you want to get in the sauna to heat the body up and help you sleep. So lots of different recovery methods. There is no one size fits all. It's super individual. So I wanted to provide some insightful tips for footballers to to make uh, better decisions on how they can optimize their recovery. So that will be on Wednesday. Friday, our live uh, chat will be with Justin Doherty, the rehabilitation physiotherapist at the Sydney Swans Football Club. So really looking forward to having Justin on to share his story and journey as a physio working in high-performance sport. So for all the physiotherapists out there and strength and conditioning coaches that um, want to work on your, your rehabilitation side, definitely tune in for that live episode on our YouTube channel. There's a chat box so you can engage and send in your questions. Our Friday episode on the podcast will be with Mark Choco-Williams. It is the head of development at Melbourne Football Club, uh, captain of the Collingwood Football Club, so in his own right, as well as being premiership coach at the Port Adelaide uh, Football Club. So widely regarded in the AFL industry, both as a player, as a coach, and he was on our collaborated live event. So we're releasing, I know a few members have been asking where it is, why is it on the podcast yet? So we're releasing it first off the rank out of that collab um, event that we hosted. So you can watch it in the meantime on YouTube. Otherwise, if you want to wait for the podcast, that will be on this upcoming Friday. I want to have a shout out to HB Lee for writing this great review about our podcast. HB Lee wrote, awesome insight, listening to the leading professionals in all areas of sport and fitness, highly recommend. Really appreciate the review. It goes a long way. If you're new to the podcast and this is your first episode, I'd really appreciate you to subscribe, follow the podcast to be notified for new episodes. We release four every week. So to make sure you don't miss any, um, make sure to follow. And for those returning podcasters, 
If you enjoy the content that we're providing, it goes a long way in boosting my motivation to, to um, find guests that you are liking. So find an episode that is your favorite and comment about that one in the review on, on iTunes um, or on Google and I'll, I read every single review. I reply to them on the Google ones. You, iTunes, you can't, unfortunately, but I'll um, either get back to you either on a recording by thanking you on a podcast like I did here with HB Lee or via a social direct message if you're following us on social. So I really appreciate the review, guys. It only takes a minute, obviously, of your time, but goes a long way in, how, in us helping um, more footballers by getting more listens. So would really appreciate it. This week's power tip is on Australian rules footballers and specifically the midfielders. So I'm just going to go over to my report now and read some key highlights from this finding. So as we know, the AFL midfield position demand um, can change due to many factors and dimensions such as the ground, rotations, weather, and even if the player is playing inside to outside, your load can change a great deal. However, there's some similarities when you compare it to, to like full forwards or key defenders uh, and ruckmen and the like. So we're going to focus on the midfielders today. This sport profile will dive into great detail about the recent changes in the demand for an AFL footballer. Um, the game is only getting faster, and that's really important for developing footballers to understand. The game is getting faster. The game is also uh, more demanding in how far you have to run. So the volume is increasing. So intensity is up, volume's up. But the time of the game, the time of the um, quarters is staying the same. So density is a lot higher in the load on the body. So we want to make sure that your aerobic capacity is at a high level. Your repeat acceleration is at a high level because there's lots of stop-start with the nature of the stoppages. Uh, and the way that the game is played now with the chaotic nature of, of forward momentum and um, and counteract running from back straight to straight to goals. So that's where the midfielders run at the most intensity is when there's a turnover uh, and they're going from their um, back defensive 50. So you want to make sure you've got that repeat acceleration. However, we also want to have an individualized approach. approach. So there was some research on recovery in Australian rules football and more your aerobic capacity-based athletes. So if we do a 2K time trial and we do a repeat acceleration, like a 0 to 20-meter test, and we do a few of those, and we find out from the group out of our midfielders we've got more aerobic beasts, so those that can run all day, and compared that to our anaerobic beasts, so those that are super fast, our anaerobic athletes, the research shows, need, need a little bit longer recovery from the game. So their Tuesday session, if that's your T1 or your Monday session, however your program works, if you're more of a dynamic speed-based player, um, then you might need a lighter session early in the week and then you want more intensity later on in the week. So you start down and you build yourself into your, into your week where an aerobic athlete tend to do better from getting more work in over the whole week. So you're, you want to try and get um, the main session in on the Tuesday and you and then the main session on the Thursday and maybe if you need a bit more because you're super elite with your fitness and you feel that helps your uh, ability to prepare for the upcoming game, then you could add in a little bit extra cross-training or maybe just a, a flush run early in the week to ensure that you're ready for, for the upcoming game. So know which type you are. Obviously, in our game, because you need to be both, some people can be a bit of a hybrid. So just take note of how you feel energetically early in the week do you feel pretty fatigued uh, typically early in the week compared to feeling fresh and feeling like you could get to work? 
So that's the physical side of things. Mental side of things, really hard to find the research on um, psychological um, performance enhancement for AFL midfielders specifically. However, there was some findings on AFL football and that um, the behaviour of certain teams can be judged through watching um, the notational analysis, so video analysis. You can see if a team is more defensively mind um, mindset and defensive mindset by closing in on the ball opposed to those that are holding their width and, and preparing for um, the game to be more open-ended. So observing that, you can see the attitude of the team and the players. Um, there's also a wide range of psychological reactions to injury and typical AFL players are reported depending on if it was a short-term injury compared to a long-term injury. Um, the attitude can change a whole range. So if it's a short-term injury, most AFL players just think that's part of the sport. Um, so uh, it's almost part of the trade, it's part of the job, and therefore they they cope with that quite well. Whereas a long-term injury, they've reported to have stress and anxiety around losing, uh, so contract negotiations, getting back into the senior team, losing form and the like. So um, makes sense. Short-term injuries, you're not going to you're not going to lose too much out of that. Where the longer term injuries, there's a lot more angst around that. So, as practitioners working in sport, we want to make sure that we're um, making we're we're understanding that there could be a bit of emo- emotional roller coaster for those athletes that are um, going through long term um, return to play. There was also a report on feeling disconnected and lonely uh, from the club, uh, losing skills and losing fitness when getting back into playing so from those angles we want to make sure that if you're in rehab at the moment make sure you're keeping up your craft you're keeping up your touch uh working around your injury of course but keeping your hands on the footy really 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 important um, to keep you sharp and keep your skills up during your rehab um you if you if you're rehab maybe you might and i've seen this done at hawthorne you involve the, a coach that helps out with the rehabilitation from a skills point of view so that a tactical skills coach actually is part of the rehab process in the acute stage to, to not only give the rehab, rehab uh, practitioner a bit of a chop out, um, but that way the players are getting connected to the coaches. They're not just working with the physios and the strength coaches, but they're actually working with the coaches as well to make them feel connected in that space. And then from a player's perspective, to make sure they're connected to the main group, uh, at any chance that you can to integrate the player who's in rehab with the main group, whether that be warm-ups, craft sessions, games, in the gym, whatever it is, uh, as long as it doesn't affect their injury, of course, um, we want to try and get them back to training with the main group so they don't feel as disconnected. Uh, so that was the main takeaways from my findings in the mental side of things. Going over next into the tactical side, field location is key. So understanding that midfielders work the hardest, their high-speed running and sprint distance is typically done when – um, there's a turnover in the defensive 50. So think of a intercept mark um, or um, you the, the team have had a turnover in, in the back half. That's when the forwards um, will run uh, – sorry, the midfielders will run the hardest when there's a turnover because they know that that's the easy, most efficient time in the game to be able to kick a goal. So midfielders need to be able to cover the ground and go from stoppage to stoppage because the rules have changed where there's less time to set up in stoppages. So you need to be able to cover that distance and have that aerobic side, but also you need to be able to have that repeat speed and repeat acceleration to be able to help your chance of your team to kick goals and kick more efficient goals where you, where the team 
um, is more likely to be able to score effectively um, when there's a turnover. So that's from the tactical point of view. And then from a technical point of view, no surprises here. Um, effective kicking is really, really important. Uh, inside contested uh, handballs, really, really important. And then also understanding body position inside the midfield. They're the, they're the big three that the statistics as well as um, questionnaires from AFL players have come back to the they're the big three that um, midfielders need to be really strong at, both from an individual performance but also for a team performance. So make sure that's where the kicking event is super helpful and um, you want to work on your kicking. Uh, it's an incredibly important part of the game. Skill is king for football. So making sure... Uh, that you're getting your kicking development in, but also your handball. So handballs, uh, some midfielders can handball two to three times more than other lines, forwards and backs. So you want to make sure that you're getting plenty of your craft in of your handball and you're really effective in in close contested situations where there's not a lot of space. And then in terms of the body positioning, not just doing all your strength work and, th- and relying on the gym, but make sure you'll be able to transfer that onto the field by practicing uh, using your hips, using your, your upper body strength, your, your, your trunk strength uh, with another body. So practicing it specifically in positions that you would find yourself on the field. Hopefully that helps for all the midfielders listening out there. Um, if you have any questions or queries on my findings, make sure to reach out. Otherwise, um, we'll continue to present on certain areas of the game. We've got key forwards and key backs, so key position players coming up in the next week or two. So stay tuned if you know, we're going to make sure that we cover every position, uh, including the Ruckman as well. So stay tuned if, you, if you're not a midfielder or you're not a running base player, I'll definitely get to you at some point in the next couple of weeks. Now for the strength and conditioning coaches, my best five tips for those running your own business or you want to create your own small business. So number one, build a team. I've hired coaches all around the nation to help bring Australian rules football standard strength and conditioning to everyone across um, the country, no matter your footy journey. Um, so that's a really important value. Obviously, I can't train everyone. Um, so making sure that there's a you've got a team of coaches that can um, mean that you can have access and, and availability for more footballers uh, or whoever your clients are. I also have hired five virtual assistants. So um, for me, this is critical. They, they all have strengths that I don't have, such as website design, marketing, um, and uh, administration, things like editing the podcast. So um, so I can dedicate my time to my strengths, which is program design um, and focusing on coaching the athletes that are on our individualized program, as well as supporting the coaches if they ever need it. Um, so that's my focus and my big three rocks. And by having five virtual assistants, um, I'm able to obviously make a business, number one, so I can't afford to have five-time full-time employees from Australia, but by having virtual assistants from abroad, um, I'm able to get a chop out so we can um, have our marketing um, and have our website um, and also provide really good scheduled content um, consistently. So I find having a team is, is number one. So if you haven't got a team yet helping you out, um, definitely start to, to look into building one. My number two tip would be have a schedule. So consistency um, of providing quality content is really, really important, both for your current members, but also for those that maybe you're trying to attract into the business. So from a marketing perspective, consistency is key. It's a super competitive industry in strength and conditioning. So you want to make sure that you're 
um, staying relevant by consistently producing good content. So I find having this content schedule helps me and um, my uh, virtual assistants all stay on the same page. Um, we just use Excel spreadsheet uh, or Google Sheets and Google Docs um, to be able to communicate with each other. We use Slack and that allows us to stay on the same page even though we've got different time zones uh, and then we'll catch up um, every so often on Zoom so we can get that face-to-face connection and, and um, brainstorm how we're going to go about uh, our certain phases that we're in within the calendar year. So having a schedule is really, really important for you and your team. Um, like I said, consistency is key, um, but also from a quality point of view so you can have your audience in mind. Um, that's really, really important, uh, I think, by having a schedule and a theme to what you want to get out of um, your week. Number three, tip number three would be create a resilient business model. So this is a big learning of mine. Um, With COVID, suddenly face-to-face coaching wasn't possible. So having a resilient business, what I mean by that is you've got different models for people that want to work with you maybe around the country so they can't see you face-to-face. So being online, having digital products would be one. Um, Having a program that people can follow, so a generic program that's a little bit cheaper than your individualized coaching because not everyone can afford um, or maybe they don't even really need, they don't need uh, everything to be specifically designed for their goal, but they might need something that that is AF football specific, for example, and they want to gain muscle. So it's still relatively personalized. Um, but it's at a price that they can afford um, over a sustainable period of time. And that that's where you're going to see the results is what um, by meeting their customers' needs, something that they can stick long enough to be able to see the results. So ultimately everyone's winning in that circumstance. So don't just have a high-ticket price item like coaching. Try and have your middle and, and low-ticket price offer. Prepare like a pro. We've got individualized coaching, which is $249 a month, which includes four-week program and a coaching session. We've got a online program which is $99 a month and we've got four streams under that underneath that so development for the youth gainers for those who want to gain muscle reducers for those who want to reduce body fat and maintainers for those in a good position with their body composition they just want to focus on that, building their athleticism so it's still personalized like i mentioned they've got their all their lifting numbers in team builder so it's percentage based in the gym and then the off season preseason we provide um, mass targets, maximal aerobic speed by testing them either in a 2K time trial or repeat 1K as whatever the benchmark test that they do at their club. Or if they don't, then I provide them with the 2K time trials, um, one that I like to use. Uh, and then we've got our academy. At the moment, that's through Patreon. It's $20 a month. So for those that don't want a program like strength and conditioning coaches and they want to catch up with our weekly or monthly Zoom meetings, ask questions, how to uh, work in elite sport or how they can better um, create a better business. Um, and then the athletes as well that may not want a program but they want access to our knowledge base um, and, and have that out, outcome focus where they might be wanting to get fitter, get stronger, um, drop um, body weight, whatever it might be, and they want access to uh, all the presentations that we do. Um, so Academy is about to uh, have its own website, own login as well, so it'll be a membership-based platform, and there is a wait list. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss that a little bit further on um, where we'll have a footballers option as well as a strength initiating option. So we want to provide more information and more content for strength initiating coaches out there. So number three is create a more resi- resilient business model. 
Number four, don't rush things. It's a slow burn building your audience. Um, You want to make sure you're serving your current clients, the ones that are paying you, and then also having some energy for those new to the business, so marketing um, and making sure you're developing your overall audience as well, helping those that are engaged in your brand. Um, So take your time. Uh, An example of this would be, let's say you haven't got any social media, create all your social accounts that are connected to your brand name. So you've got those and then just focus on one and do a really good job of that like Instagram. So you create your TikTok, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube, your Instagram, but you pour all your energy on Instagram. Get to that to a really good point. Learn all the things that you'll learn. Uh, it's a steep learning curve, or it was for me anyway, and then you'll be really efficient with that one. You've built a bit of an audience. It will start to work for itself, and that's where you can pour your energy into another one, uh, and that's something that uh, I, I've done, and I feel like it helps. So we do want to be um, in all different places because you may have all different types of audiences that like to use different platforms, but just focus one at a time and to top them all up and get them to a good point. Another one, that's the socials. Another one might be for searchable content. You might not have a podcast, so start with a blog and start creating some good top content with your blog posts so you're searchable on Google that way. And then a podcast may come later if that's something you're interested in. Number five, lastly, collaborate. So those in your field, but also those outside of your field. So like at Prepare Like a Pro, I'll collaborate with strength and conditioning coaches that work in Australian rules football, uh, but also those that work in A-League, work in um, basketball, work in rugby, uh, anyone that works in high-performance sport will we'll catch up with, and then also those that are outside of the, my f- scope of field, so uh, dietitians, sports psychologists, um, tactical skills coaches, uh, players themselves, so we try and make sure that we're collaborating with everyone, and the beauty of that is you'll have plenty of fun, you'll learn a lot yourself, and um, you'll build some good connections in the industry while boosting your brand because you're not always just um, talking in front of your own audience. You're actually reaching other audiences that are coming to you. So highly recommend uh, collaborating wherever you can. That could be with giveaways or um, like we do the the monthly collaborative events where we're uh, interviewing up to five guests at a time on a specific topic. So hopefully those five tips help all the strength conditioning coaches out there that are trying to better themselves, build an online business. Um, and if you have any questions or queries, make sure to reach out. Instagram's the best place. Otherwise, you can email me for more of a uh, detailed conversation. More than happy to get on the phone as well and have a chat uh, at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Okay, we're going to head over to Instagram Live now to um, quickly discuss this week's questions. We've had a couple send through via direct message. And then I'm going to quickly discuss the Prepare Like a Pro Academy as well and the wait list that we've got coming up. G'day, Instagram. Thank you for tuning into this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat Sunday show. We're going to dive straight into it. So the first question is from Oscar via direct message. He wrote, should I be lifting in season or how often should I be lifting in in season to improve building muscle mass great question oscar g'day jake carousella mate hopefully got a win on friday good to see you lucky hodgson if you guys have any questions feel free to send through hamish um so going back to your question oscar yes you can gain muscle in season um you want to make sure that number one as a footballer you're pouring all your energy into your football performance of course so we don't want to sacrifice that so that's where I'd recommend lifting heavy early in the week and doing most of your gym work early in the week. Even if you're sore and fatigued, gym is a if you do if you're following 
uh, movement patterns that you're used to, which you should be in season. So stuff, no new exercises, stuff that you've conditioned and put time into in the off-season, pre-season. So you know the movements, your body's familiar with them, and then we want to lift heavy and have higher gym load early in the week um, because that's not going to affect your energy and your and load going into the upcoming game. So that's how I would um, – that would be my best advice if you want to try and ga- gain muscle mass in season, lift heavy and lift more early in the week. That's where you do your work. So then later in the week you, you're going fresh into the game because obviously it's football, that's your number one. You're not a bodybuilder, you're not a powerlifter, you're not a weightlifter. So we want to focus on the sport first. Um, but absolutely you can gain muscle, Oscar. So if you have any more questions around that, uh, maybe provide some more detail like how many years you've lifted in the gym, uh, how often you're training in the gym, and um, and then we can go from there. Next one's from Sarah. I feel like I'm, I play better when I complete a hard session of cross-training the day before a game. Is this bad or should I keep it as my routine? Uh, absolutely, it's not bad, Sarah. The fact that you're doing cross-training opposed to a really high-intensity running session, you're lowering the risk of, of soft tissue injury. Um, so cross-training things like the elliptical, the rower, swimming, boxing, any off-feet conditioning um, isn't going to put your body at risk because you, you're not overloading your lower limbs with with uh, with your running loads the day before a game, which is the main stress, physical stress on game day. So you're not getting the overload that way. From an energy point of view, we just want to make sure you're not biting off more than you can chew the day before a game. So as long as you, if it's for feeling better, if you're feeling feeling better from a hard session the day before by pushing yourself, which mentally some people, it's more a mental thing than a physical thing, they need to tick that box, working up to a sweat um, because ultimately in normal football routine, you wouldn't have done much work until the Thursday. So there's a 48 hours there of a real lull. So absolutely, and people in the AFL do it where uh, not everyone, but some, they really feel like they need to work themselves the day before a game to mentally feel like they're ready to perform at their best for, for the day ahead. So it's working for you, Sarah. So I would keep a good thing going. It's not a high risk in terms of injury if that is your concern. Um, and it sh- and just listen to your body. So you might find um, doing that weeks because it's a long competitive season. Doing that week after week after week, like we're only to, you know round four, round three in this season. Um, so I'm assuming that's where you are in your season. You might find that this is works well for six weeks, but then it starts to plateau and you and you're feeling fatigued from it. So you might need to have a week off and then you you go again, or maybe it's just. Um, you need to adjust your routine so you change the the stimulus through going for you're now doing cross training like a circuit maybe you then move into more like a swim based uh, so it's in a different environment and it's uh and it's getting the same desired effect and not putting the body at risk so hopefully that helps answer your question in terms of risk of injury which i imagine would be your main um concern i think you should be fine as long as you're doing off-feet cross training uh, like i mentioned and if it's if it's working for you, if you're performing well, then keep it going. Keep it as part of your routine. That's it for this week's live Q and A. If you're uh, if you've got any questions and you're listening in to this uh, podcast, or you're watching on the YouTube, or you're watching currently on Instagram, all you need to do to be featured on our next Prepare Like a Pro Live Sunday show is to direct message us your question. So anything, that, any problem or issue you're having with your football, send it to any of our socials via direct message and I'll add it to the show notes for our upcoming podcast. Really excited to have our Prepare Like a Pro Academy 
Um, we're, we're doing some hard work behind the scenes, developing a new website. Um, it will be for footballers, but there will also be a membership for strength and conditioning coaches. For the strength and conditioning coaches, we'll have practical knowledge to develop your coaching in high-performance sport while developing a business so you can um, make a good living in this industry. This knowledge base contains worksheets, online courses, and a community of like-minded individuals. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy will help you make an impact in elite sport while making a living doing what you love. So if you want to join the wait list for the Academy, it is live. We'll add the link in our show notes. And by joining the wait list before July, before our start date, you'll get a free month on the Academy. So you'll get full access to our knowledge base as well as some live webinars that we're going to have exclusively through the Academy, and the Academy is also going to have its own private link for a podcast. So you'll be able to listen to all the presentations, all the webinars, all the courses via the Academy um, private uh, podcast. So if you're interested, if that's something that you think would um, work well for you, head to the link in our show notes, sign up for the wait list, and I'll be emailing everyone some more information uh, as we get closer to that uh, release date. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely anytime. time.